0: Welcome to Questioning Your Answers podcast,
1: where we explore beauty and transform our narratives.
0: Well, welcome back um, to our podcast. We are continuing our conversation with Charlie Simonko. What a beautiful story. And
2: welcome, Charlie. Thank you, Marianne. Glad to be here.
1: We um, so enjoyed some of the ideas that you expounded last week, Uh, but all those ideas came to a surprising conclusion. Yes. Not just in theory, but in flesh.
2: Yes. (laughs) Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Another incarnation, if we could call it that, Um, (laughs) in my flesh. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I can start with uh, so much, again, has happened to me, for me, emotionally and relationally, so much healing. And all of a sudden, I um, go to one of my doctor's appointments, and they find out that uh, my immune numbers have went up. It was a surprise to everyone, but my doctor at the Well of Life, where I was being treated, said to me, um, well, this, this looks promising. And he, we were talking about, you know, my whole health, not just the physical health, but everything that I've gone through this year spiritually. And also I was telling him about a dream I've been having for two months. And, and it's funny, Andre and Marianne, because when I, I don't dream, I just don't dream. And When we started the course, that course, the creative unconscious, not Mm. only had me start dreaming, but it awakened again my imagination and my intuition. Man, was that, I love it. That was awakened in a way that just almost, almost made me feel supernatural, I guess, you know, because (laughs) if I can say that, because it was just amazing. I knew that was in me, but it had been smothered by life by suffering by circumstances and and things that were happening in my life in all areas and that just came alive for me so well and i began to have this dream and i would tell my doctor there about the dream and he was more of a holistic practitioner so he understood how all these systems need to work together now he understood it in his way and i would tell him about i started to tell him about open theism and process theology, and how it's sort of just lining up with what my experience is, and it's the reason that I'm even embracing this theology, because the theology seemed to embrace me. And and you guys now, you guys were teaching this all along without using the term Process theology or open theism, so very mm. clever. It was very clever of you guys to uh, <laughs> to teach that without saying it, because you know, you know I, for
1: for so many yeah. years we we didn't even know that there's a whole branch of theology wow. that specifically looks into those areas. Mm. It's just the reality of a real relationship with a God who enjoys life with you. A God who's got no interest in controlling you, no interest in manipulating you, no interest in enforcing a design or a path Mm -hmm. upon your life, but a God who is completely open to the adventure Mm. of a relationship in which he gives you true freedom to make choices That might even surprise him. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yes! And um, to 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 be invited into that position of being a co-creator of your yes. story and of life, just just opens up such beautiful possibilities. Absolutely. And so later on, we knew, we you know years ago already, we started seeing that there were specific branches both within philosophy and within theology that mm. were categorized. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some is just open relational theology, others is open theism, some yes. areas is called process theology, and they all have a, you know, a slight difference. Yeah. But I think in terms of that main idea mm. that God is not manip- manipulating or controlling but he's part of the process mm. and we have freedom that is i think such essential yeah.
0: and charlie just in, in regards to that mm-hmm. you started sharing about you know your appointment with the doctor and that i just want to if you don't mind put it in context for yeah. those of you who perhaps don't know charlie's background um you know being born with an immune deficiency, a hereditary one. Mm-hmm. Charlie, can You just, you know, maybe just, just cover that a little, thing. just a little insight yeah. into that just so that people know where, where you've come from in terms of this physical.
2: Yes. Yes, I will. And thank you guys for keeping me on point because if you don't, I'll go off into 20 different directions. <laughs> so, um, so what happened was um, he said, we have to find out there's, this indicates that there might be some unusual activity going on in the uh, immune system. So we need to find out if that's the case. So they did another test and and it came back, yes, there is unusual activity in uh, the immune system. So they send me to a hospital, to an immunologist for testing. And I was all excited because I was thinking, boy, this is something positive, something could be happening." and this was kind of uh, lining up with the dream that I had. I was telling him about the dream that I had, and the dream that I had was that I was going to I was going to be well and whole, mm-hmm. and something was going to happen where I would no longer be suffering from this uh, illness. And there would come a point where I wouldn't even remember, I would have no memory of even suffering from this illness. So that that really surprised me. And and here was the other kicker in the dream that somehow for the next seven years, that I was going to relive my 30s and 40s at the age I am at now, but relive it in a way because I missed that part of my life. I, I almost totally missed that part of my life, the prime of your life, and yes. a lot of things happened in that time and that's some- And you
0: spoke about even the paralytic, you used that yes. that parable that you you identified with that guy totally. because that was your condition. Yes. You were bedridden um and you know, unable to live life fully.
2: Yes. And I identified with how he felt. And that, that's also why I was able to really tell that story in a whole different way uh, in, in teaching it, because I could get into the feelings that he felt. Like, you know, all your all your friends are, are, are doing all the things you want to do. And there's, there's just that feeling of being left out. You don't belong anywhere. Um, so many things, so many feelings that you have and uh, you feel bad that people are even helping you because, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking all the time to help you. And so you have all these feelings going on because of that. So we were uh, sent to the hospital and I was all excited because of the dream. And I'm thinking, you know, this dream might actually come true. <laughs> and uh, and there's a lot more to the dream. There's a lot of more details, but And and let me mention that there were a few things that already had happened during the course of time that the dream actually said would happen. So it really gave me a lot of hope. And then what my doctor at the Well of Life said gave me a lot of hope. And so I go to the immunologist and they do all these tests to find out what the unusual activity is. And the doctor sits me down and he gives me this horrendous report about understanding this condition. And he knows that this usually is a sign when immune numbers go up and, and you have to understand, I I've lived way past the time that most people um, pass away from this type of uh, illness. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So I've lived past the time. So he says to me, he sits me down and he says, I have to tell you this. Um, it's my responsibility to tell you this because I don't want you to come in next week to get the results of these tests and uh, just be totally shocked. So I'm sitting there thinking, what is he going to tell me? So he tells me that in most cases, or 95% of the time, that when numbers go up like this, it's an indication that your immune system is about to collapse. And this is not a good thing. <laughs> this is not a good thing. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to result in you, in your death, because it won't be long after that immune system collapses. You may have a month or two, uh, before you're going to pass away. And 95% of the time, this is what it is. And so I mm-hmm. felt like I needed to tell you that and prepare you for that. So you wouldn't come in here and just be totally shocked if that's what it is. And he was he was really pretty sure in the way yeah. he spoke to me and the way he talked to me, he was really pretty sure that I was going to have to face that. And he was telling me uh, in a way so I could prepare, you know, so I could prepare. And I
1: remember we were in
2: communication. Yeah, Just what the uh, –
1: goodness. No one wants to hear – first of all, for yourself, but no one wants to hear that a good friend has got a month or two I understand. Yes. left. And yeah. um, we, especially, I think for you, having come from that place of such joyful expectation yes. mm-hmm. to then going in the, you know, that something miraculous, something beautiful is about to happen. And then the next diagnosis is, you might have a month or two yes. left. There's a 95% chance that you go that you're going to be gone. That was a devastating
2: blow. Absolutely, Andre. It just it 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 really played on my mind. I, I didn't, I couldn't believe it. And but that's what he said. So I had to wait a week un, until I could go back and get the results. So that week yeah. might have been one of the toughest weeks. Of my life, because I tried to stay positive. I tried to stay thinking about, well, even 5%, let's think on that possibility. Let's, (laughs) let's really try to keep our focus on that possibility. Um, but the, you know, in the back of my mind the whole week was the other possibility. (laughs) So Mm. of, of that happening. So we went back to the hospital the next week and, I get up into the office and sit down and all the doctors are there. They just seem to have gotten finished going over everything. And so the first thing the doctor says to me, he says, congratulations. I'm glad I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, I didn't even hear it. Uh, because the person that was with me is punching me in the arm saying, wake up. He said he was wrong, you know, and and I was like in in a a stupor or something, but, but after I got out of my stupor and, and started to listen, I even said, I better take notes so I don't forget anything. He said, this is not a sign or an indication that your immune system is going to very soon collapse. Um, and that it'll be two or three months before you pass away because no immune system functioning. We just had, honestly, um, I, I haven't said anything to you guys about this, but we had a close friend pass away from the same type of illness this past week, and his um, his immune system collapsed, and he didn't last but a month. And yeah. his wife was telling me, what a horrible, just a horrible death. And, you know, then then Charlie starts to feel like, oh, why, you know, why me? Why did I get the diagnosis that uh, it's not that? And my close friend who I love so dearly, he, Mm. he got a different uh, result. So that was another, that's a whole nother um, thing from my, uh, that I have to really work, work through my mind. Mm. But um, so he goes on to tell me that I wanted to prepare you because this scenario was the highest probability, 95% chance. And this is what usually happens to people with these kind of immune deficiencies. And he said, but we're thrilled to tell you that we're absolutely 100% certain that this is not happening at all. You know, this whole sequence started with life Went to death, and here it's coming back to life again. So, sure. and
1: I, I remember that week you still participated in the class, I and did. we were actually we were discussing the fields of possibility. Yes, that this yes. this uh, this field that is a, re- a, a reality in every moment, and we looked at a little bit of quantum wave yes. theory, etc. But these waves of possibility. Yes some are less likely, some are more likely but by simply engaging with those less likely possibilities mm. we are actually making them more likely. Wow and and uh, that's why when you told me the doctor told you come and have a look at
2: this one of the yeah. slides <laughs> oh that's yes. what did you see oh I'll go into that yes. And let me mention that I was in tremendous pain that week, excruciating pain. And, 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 and who wouldn't think I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, this, this is going, this is what's happening because I've never experienced pain like this ever. And so I was, and then he even said to me, uh, the doctor, I think I have an explanation for, for the pain, but he takes me over to the test and he shows me. What is taking place? And now he's saying to me, it, it, it's still a mystery to us what exactly is taking place, but you're going to see it now. And all I can call it, he says, is some phenomenon, some unusual mm-hmm. phenomenon that your body is actually creating something that was never there. Now that that itself, you have to see it to believe it. Well, when I saw it, it was, oh my God, like, What is it? Well, he said it looks like some kind of foundation in the areas where you didn't have an immune system. And he said, I think these periods of pain are actually that are excruciating are actually because your own body is doing surgery on itself to form this foundation. And he said, Charlie, all I can think of is it's like surgery without anesthesia. And if you ever had surgery without anesthesia, you'll be in tremendous pain. And he said, it's the only explanation I can come up with for the excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. Now, under the microscope, though, (laughs) there was this vibrational wave and really you would have to see it to believe it. I begged Ooh. him I, I begged him to give me one of these slides, but he just said no, I can't do that. Um because I said nobody's gonna believe this. I'm having trouble looking at it and believing what I'm seeing. Because under the microscope it was like a vibrational wave, a light, and it was going off and on like like vibrating. And mm. and it was the most unbelievable then i just thought i thought about you know all the things that we've been learning about incarnation and (laughs) about about the universe and light and all this stuff kept Mm. running through my mind this is unbelievable this is going on in my body um and i just it's just unbelievable so um, That's incredible. Yes. And
0: I remember we, we chatted about yes. this because I know you went through another huge challenge where <laughs> the severity of the pain actually, mm. you know, caused you to be hospitalized again. And yes. I remember us chatting about the whole idea of, you know, a disordering before another order <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> takes place. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole idea. The life on the other side of death, the joy on beautiful, the other side yes. of birthing pang, pangs, and and kind of that insistence on going through, not over mm. or around or under, but but going through and actually participating with God yes. in these beautiful vibrations of possibility happening and that we're happening to a cellular level in your body.
2: Yes, yes. And and the doctor is saying this is not medically or biologically possible. <laughs> so and he's this is some other kind of phenomenon uh going on. They said we're gonna have to wait now, we're gonna see if this foundation is complete because it wasn't complete yet. And yeah. after that we'll decide how we proceed from here, but he said it looks like to him that it's something being made that's going to develop cells. Now they don't know that for sure, but that was his hypothesis. And he says it's still a mystery to me. I don't know even how to say anything else about it. So here we here we go back to life again. I mean, it was like part A, you know, it was like <laughs>
1: And and I remember that we were at that same, within the same um, month or so, we were discussing the very process of creation. Mm. Creation is not a historical event Mm -hmm. in which a separate entity called God made something apart from Mm -hmm. himself and now looking at it from a distance. Yes, But, rather that there's a principle of creativity that is permeated in all of creation, that creation Mm. is still happening. Yes. That this whole process of novelty, newness coming about um, is uh, also a process in which we can participate. Mm. Um, And so while that, that was just such a beautiful you know, affirmation and, Absolutely. and different way in, in your story to see, yes, something being created in your body. Yes. Uh, and, you know, what you said beforehand is so many things. It's not something that you can ever reduce to a formula, mm. but there were so mm. many strands, yes. so many places that God was busy with you within your emotions within your unconscious within dealing with trauma so many of the the stale old answers and Mm. assumptions that you had to lay aside the 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 whole process through uh, through centering prayer where you opened yourself up Mm. to possibilities even beyond your understanding or conception Mm. And all of those things were culminating and coming together to to set an environment in which this very unlikely possibility Mm. could become more likely. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's still more to this story. And the place you're talking about after this particular event, even in the suffering, I started to come to this place and understand how all the systems were working together, like the systems in my human systems were uh, flowing into the same river. The streams of those systems were flowing into the same river. I could look back and see what Abba had done spiritually, relationally, emotionally, and uh, mentally. All of that was flowing now. In kind of the same river, those streams of my human systems, but I didn't realize all of that till after this event, which was some severe suffering. So I went from life to death, back to life, and on Sunday, September sixth, it seemed like I went back to death. It seemed like something went horribly wrong, because five oh. o'clock in the morning, I'm in I'm in serious trouble, um, and I I couldn't I was soaking wet. I couldn't stop sweating. Um I I mean my heart was pounding, I couldn't hardly breathe, and I couldn't even put one foot in front of the other. So I didn't know what was going on. So I called 911, the ambulance came, saw that I was gasping for air, couldn't stop sweating, um, <laughs> had no idea what was happening to me, except that I was losing control of all of my faculties, and I knew it was serious. I just didn't know what it was. Um the the outer reality of this event looked like it was going to end in death. So um, especially when no one, when I got to the hospital, no one had a clue what was happening to me. First they thought they were more panicked than I was actually. First they thought I was in heart failure. And the beautiful thing about that was, and I can say that now, is they did all the tests for the heart and they (laughs) come back and say, well, Your heart seems to be the strongest organ in your body. So it's not this. (laughs) I mean, it's just not this. So what is it, you know? Um, And they did not know. Eventually, they came to the place where they thought they could get everything under control. Somehow, my whole body chemistry had gone out of whack. And it it was tremendous suffering. And me sitting there wondering, what kind of miracle is this? <laughs> you know, or, or, or wondering where does this fit into this process that I was mm. going through? Where does it fit in? God, I'm, I'm starting to understand systems and process now and, and where does it fit in? So I, and I felt like that whole week I was in another world, trapped in a body that was lost or, or didn't know how to operate in the midst of what God was actually doing in, in my body. So they started to try to get my body chemistry uh, right. And their their explanation was kind of that your body did not know how to respond to this new device. And they started comparing it to organ transplants, where you have to get everything right with the body in order to place that new organ in the body. The new organ has to be the right size. It has to be the right blood type. A lot of things with body chemistry has to line up for you to get a heart transplant or a kidney transplant. And they said, we're sorry, <laughs> but the problem was this never existed in your body. So it wasn't being replaced yeah. and they didn't yeah, know nice. what to do. And and with this reaction, but what happened, the experience I had there, I mean, changed everything for me um, because I know Andre you used to talk about all the time how God Suffers with us. And, and I just couldn't quite get that into my thinking because my first thought was, so what? (laughs) You know, so what, God, you suffer with us. We're still suffering. And, and so, but I had an experience in the hospital that I still don't have all the words for, but it was, it was just the tangible presence of God enveloping me. In a way, it was so tangible and so felt. And and, I mean, it was a manifestation of his presence. That's the only way I can describe it, because his presence was always there. It's always there. But this was some type of manifestation of that. Um, See, we, we in church were always looking for the manifestation of God's presence as if he's not there. But we have to bring yes. him here. You know, we have to yeah. do everything right to get him to manifest his presence. And it's not true, but those but it was something different about his presence. And um it, it literally, it literally nothing has ever done this. It literally stopped my awareness of how much I was suffering. And that was mm-hmm. amazing. Wow. And I was oh,
0: man, Charlie. You you just um, inspired us all over again, <laughs> and um, I can't believe we are at the end of our time. But um, I just I can't help thinking that if you're out there and you've experienced you know bad news or, yes. or just trouble in your body and whatever it is. Charlie's story is not just an isolated thing mm-hmm. but the god of possibility yes. the god for whom all things are possible is not just observing from the outside mm. ready to comment on whether you've believed right yes. whether you've done the right things but who is so as you've as we've discussed the incarnation who is so delighted yes. to for you to participate yes. with him, yes. to co-create with him a reality that will surprise. Yes, you. Yes, absolutely. And um, and just be open to that mm, to that yeah. possibility.
1: Yeah. And we'll we'll have to. You know, I'm sure we're going to have many more discussions, Charlie. <laughs> yes. with us. So so I want to echo with Mary Ann that our Abba is present in Mm -hmm. whatever situation, whatever circumstances you find yourself. And he opens up possibilities that you might not have even considered yet. Yes. And um, just open yourself right now, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Just think of those very unlikely Mm. possibilities. So unlikely we even call them miracles. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And um, think of those, and know that the very, very act of engaging yourself with those unlikely possibilities, and and chatting to your abba about it, and asking him what's happening there, is is starting to work on you and your circumstances to open up a much wider range mm, of possibilities. Yes. So, yes. Um, yes. We, we're so grateful, Charlie, for your encouragement. Yes. And
0: Thanks for your vulnerability, for yes. being prepared to share your story. Thank you,
1: guys. And we look forward to engaging with all of you next week again. Yes. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us today. And please don't forget to subscribe on our website, qyourapodcast.com.